everyone. Uh, welcome to the Constipated Christian. My name is Bud. I'm here with Kerry. Uh, Kerry's been on a couple times already, two or three times. He's the Yabbit guy and uh, the guy that did the uh, testimony about the uh, denial of things. So just a little background on him. Um, you want to say more? How you guys doing? Thank you, Bud, again for having me on. Love coming here. Yeah, I love having you on. And Kerry's a guy that we can just talk and talk and talk and uh, you know, we could probably do a couple hour episodes <laughs> right? on all of our, our woes and angst. And, you know, and that's uh, before we get into it. Yeah, and in fact, Carrie's going to kind of talk about this a little bit, but being surrounded with like-minded people, people that you and just can talk the spirit and talk, uh, just talk about life together and put it in the context of what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. Gosh, it's so encouraging to have people like Carrie and others in, in my life to be able to to talk about it and not have somebody roll their eyes and say, Oh gosh, that's, you know, that's <laughs> never that's, able to happen. That's nice. But you know, you know, you know, we're not going to be able to do that. So anyway, Carrie's going to uh, kind of talk a little bit about that kind of stuff and other things. Um, and then uh, I want him at, at the end or during the, if uh, you know, whatever moves you to tell us why you do what you do. I mean, you know, what prompts you to even want to talk about this, you know, um, a lot of people go to church. That's good. That's, That's it. Good. And they're done. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to name one of our episodes uh, more than Sunday. Uh, one that I actually did a little while ago. But that's so true that our, our, our faith has to be more than Sunday. So Kerry uh, is a guy that does get out, you know, beyond that. He's had, had men's groups and on and on. So he, he not only talks about it or learns about it, but he actually uh, walks it out. So I'm just going to kind of let him go and uh, not even sure what he's going to talk about, but uh, or briefly, <laughs> briefly I do or, or a little bit. So anyway, take it away. All right. Hey, thanks again, man. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on. I just love the opportunity to just sit with you and hear your knowledge and your years that you have in, you know, your faith. And it's always encouraging to hear from you. So, um, what kind of inspired me today was, you know, growing up, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, why it's important for men to have other men in their lives. You know, that's always been something on my heart. And I think it has to do with the way I was raised because, you know, my dad left when I was 10 years old. And so it was just my mom raising three boys and we gave her hell. You know, we were able to do whatever we wanted, roam the streets till whenever, and she didn't have any control of it. You know, single mom working two jobs to try and make ends meet. And, and Carrie's a big guy, too. He's kind of imposing. <laughs> I don't know what his look like. But... They're bigger than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it was tough, you know, because anything that major happened in your life, you know, you didn't have your dad to go to and tell him your wins. And so I learned real quickly to just start stuffing my emotions down and just pushing them aside to not have to deal with it, whether it was a happy emotion or, you know, a sad emotion that I was feeling, I learned to just stuff it. And so, you know, when I started getting into dating and stuff like that, you know, the first time that, you know, a girl and I would have a fight, that was it. We were done. You know, I didn't know the whole resolution conflict thing. And it was just like, oh, we're fighting. Cool. We're breaking up. Sweet. Moving on. <laughs> and next? Yeah. And so that's the kind of way I was, you know, I went through my teen years and, uh, you know, my early 20s. It wasn't until I went, met my wife, Natalie, to where we got to our first fight. And I was like, oh, we're breaking up. She's like, what? Uh, no, we talk about this stuff. And so 
that was the early 2000s um, when all that started happening. And so that's when we kind of came to the rock and, uh, you know, we went through some classes. Our pastor Francis was our pastor at the time and he had father wounds, you know, classes and really went through those and fought to see the light on the other side of, you know, why I was always running. Great book, by the way, if you ever want to uh, do a great uh, uh, Francis M. Fuso, Father Wounds and a Perfectly Amazing. Positioned are two great books. Yeah, that, that I, the father, well, both of those books actually played a big key in, uh, you know, I think my manhood, I guess you would say. Really? Um, you know, just going through the steps and learning to process what you actually went through, um, I think saved my life pretty much. You know, I mean, it helped me in my marriage, uh, in raising kids and just the whole nine yards. Cause before I just never felt anything, you know? And, and I think some of it still surfaces here and there. Like, you know, when my mom passed, you know, it was hard for me to grieve her, um, you know, same with my dad. And so it, it's those hard emotions that we just, you know, we're men, we push things aside and, you know, we don't ever let it out. We don't talk like women talk, you know, women can get together that haven't seen each other in years and tell their whole life story, you know, and, and that's nothing bad. That's amazing. You know, they're constantly getting it out. And so for, for men, it's different. For some reason, we feel that if we talk about our feelings and our failures, that we're a failure as a man makes you weaker. Absolutely. And, you know, and you hear all these success stories about guys talking each other up and, you know, oh, I've got boats and houses and fancy cars. And it's, you know, here you are struggling to make ends meet and you don't feel like you're a man like they're a man. And so you're going to puff yourself up in what little ways you can. And it's it's silly. You know, it's ridiculous to see that we do that just to make ourselves be something that we're not. You know, God made us who we are. We need to own it. We need to love it and move forward on it. You know, like my wife and I, we've struggled for years but yet we are the most blessed couple ever, you know, and I can say that because, you know, every bill is paid. We have a roof over our head. We have beautiful children and we have an amazing community that rallies behind us anytime that we're in need. How can life be any better than That's that? That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> I don't need the big house, the car. Sure, it's nice, but it's not a number one priority on our list. Community is more important to me than owning a Lamborghini or, you know, having the big house on the hills. Because if you don't have people in your life that you can break down to or call in a time of need, you know, you have a sick kid, you know, guys feel that stuff, whether they want to admit it or not. Guys feel things that we don't share. And if you don't have those certain people in your lives, then, you know, it, it's just it's hard for us. And so, you know, men need men in their lives for encouragement. You know, we try and act like we can handle everything on our own. But deep down inside, you know, let's be honest. We just need to be lifted up just like anybody else every once in a while. You know, that's like the I think it's um, oh, what is the scripture? Uh, I think it's James 516. Um, you know, God does an amazing work when men pray together in unity. Uh, so therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another so that you may be healed. And the prayer of the righteous person is a very powerful thing, you know, and James, he talks about that. And then, you know, I think 
I, there's so many instant incidents in the Bible where I think that comes forth. You know, I mean, I'm not very Bible knowledgeable. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't one of God's gifts that he gave me was to remember scripture. And I mean, I could read the Bible and not remember what I read. Wow, that makes two of us. You know, right. So God's given me the gift of just, you know, propheticness. And, you know, I, I feel people's emotions and, you know, I can see things that are happening, um, which is, which I love, you know. Um, but, you know, I think one of the important things is, is for us to make sure that we start making time, uh, you know, men feel like they, they're the, well, they are the providers of their family, you know? And so for us to take time for ourselves is very hard sometimes, you know, because you're always thinking of, you know, am I providing enough? Am I giving enough? Am I doing enough? And so I think it's important for us to take time for ourselves to be around, excuse me, to be around like-minded people. We could surround ourselves with friends you know, I, I used to hang out with friends that I grew up with that didn't go to church anymore. And, you know, and when I would try and talk about certain things, it would get shot down or, you know, I would be teased upon, you know, because they didn't have the same moral values as I did. And so I wasn't being fed. I might have been feeding them by being positive mm -hmm. and lifting them up, but I was not getting fed back. And so I, I feel that that's damaging in a relationship when, you know, it's a one sided story on someone who you're trying to invest in and you're not getting anything back. Obviously we're planting seeds and we're always called to plant seeds in people. And you may never see, you know, the reward that you're doing at that time. Maybe later down the road, it'll hit them in some other way and they'll remember you as that seed that was planted in life. But um, you have to be fed as well, you know? And so if you're not having people that are with you that are like-minded, then you know, you're never going to be lifted up to the point that you need to be lifted up, that God needs us to be lifted up. And not only for ourselves, but for our families, because when we're not successful, our families aren't successful. So it, it affects all parts of our lives when we are not being fed the correct way, you know. And what I found was that, you know, like two guys can hang out together, you know, meet somewhere at a home or whatnot. And not a whole lot comes out in those moments. You know, yeah, it's great to hang out with somebody, but not a lot of deepness gets out. But what I've noticed is when you do events together, go golfing, go hiking, play some basketball, whatever, I felt that those are the most um, intimate points that I've ever had with other men to where I don't know if it's we're more vulnerable at that point to share. You know, I think we're more free uh, to move about. Uh, you know, car rides are even good. You know, yeah. Instead of being in an office, you're in a car and you're going somewhere, you can talk to somebody. I just think it's that freedom of moving on the golf course, hiking. Uh, you, know, I even, you know, mentioned earlier, you know, like an outreach together. You're just on the streets together. You're just getting out of yourselves and you're just talking about things, uh, you know, that you're not uh, feeling like, gosh, I can't say anything because. You know, the, uh, I don't know whether it's the, uh, what is that, uh, the endorphins when you're exercising or when you're doing stuff or something, playing, like you mentioned basketball, all these other things. I, I just think your, your head's clear. You're, you're just freer. It's, you're you're right. uncluttered or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, it does give you like a freedom to, you know, to talk. Right, right. And so I, I think that's important for us to really invest into ourselves, 
and make time, whether it be weekly, every you know, couple weeks, to just do for ourselves to make sure that we're getting filled outside of the church if you're going to church. You know, uh, for a long time, I didn't go to church. And so, you know, those important points were those those times, you know, in betweens were important, you know, to meet up with people that just want to invest in your life, you know, and even if it's a you don't go to church and you have a friend that's going to church that you're meeting with and they're nagging you to come and stuff, just cherish that moment, because even if you're not going, you still have someone fighting for you. And recognize that and see that and start leaning into that. You know, that doesn't mean you have to go to church. You could be that friend that never goes to church. I have a friend that never went to church, but I used to speak life into him all the time. And he would call me for prayer. He would call me for, you know, problems. You know, he recently passed, but, you know, I was his lifeline to, you know, him. He didn't have a church to go to. He didn't have a church family you know, and so, you know, I was there for him and we saw eye to eye on a lot of things, you know, and you could tell he believed in God and, you know, he knew Jesus was the one and, but, you know, church wasn't for him and that's, that's fine. Church isn't for everybody, you know, and you don't have to go to church to be a Jesus loving, God loving person. You know what I mean? Church is just a building where we all congregate together and, you know, things happen, but you can do that outside the church. You know, and really Christ church would be outside the walls of the church. Yeah. I mean, you know, we need to get spirit fed inside the church. But once we're um, fed, you know, the constipated Christian, we got to let it out. So, I mean, that's where Christ's life, Christ church really begins yeah. is when we get outside and start doing. And so that's right. And well, yeah. And that's like, you know, how I went to denials and met that guy that I've right. never met before. You know, that was God telling me, hey, you need to go meet this guy. This guy was not a church guy at right, all. Right. And I made him cry like a baby, brought him to his knees, you know, and God touched him in that moment outside of the walls because I was faithful into what God was asking me to do, you know, and, and he didn't go to church. He never went to church. That's not his story. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's that's important for us too, as men you know, we feel things, we hear things and we deny them all the time. That's yeah, buts for men is probably a big, big one. You know, guys always have that pride issue, always have that like, you know, self-confidence issue. So there's always a yeah, but in a guy's life of a moment where God's trying to do something, you know. And, you know, we talked about this earlier just a little bit ago about, you know, kind of prepping for this. And I was telling <clears throat> Carrie that, uh, a lot of our groups that I live with here and even just our relationships that I've had in the stores and the, the community store and the pantries and, you know, all the stuff that we were, you know, people would come in there together and then they start stop coming. And, you know, you know, their hearts and you're thinking like, gosh, what's going on, you know? And the few times I reached out, you know, not trying to be nosy or whatever, just saying, gosh, you know, we miss you. We love you. You know, what's going on with your life? And almost all the time. And of course I, I'm, I'm old. I'm 75. So I have a lot of older, <laughs> older people. And, uh, you know, hence we have a lot of older um, kids. Don't let him fool you. He's out here running circles around <laughs> all of us young guys. So. Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, we're, uh, we're uh, withdrawing. Like, you know, uh, you know, Carrie said, we start withdrawing and uh, we don't want to talk about it. There's no transparency in our life. Right. It, it is a pride thing. It's a weakness thing as a man. And we were talking that, you know, earlier that, you know, gosh, you know, when we're in a group of people and uh, 15, 20 of us, and they're telling us about their kids graduating from college with honors, they're going to be doctors, they're going to be lawyers, 
my kids, uh, I'm, you know, not, not me personally uh, saying, you know, right now, but, you know, let's say that my kids are in drugs, my kids are uh, depressed, my kids are uh, going through a divorce. I mean, you know, you feel like a failure as a father or a mother or whatever. And so you hear these beautiful stories of other people talking about their kids and on and on. You don't have anything to contribute. And you're hoping right. that they don't when uh, and I've, I've actually heard this comment. When I do come, I'm hoping that we don't talk about our kids because now I got to talk about what my kids do. <laughs> and I got nothing to say other than, oh, you know, we're fine or whatever, you know. But uh, so that or uh, we didn't curse this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that withdrawing that, uh, you know, when you feel like you uh, you, you know, you want to uh, not be around people until things are yeah. better. You know, that's not uh, that's not the right way to do it. And right. Carrie, I think, is, you know, makes a great point that. Uh, and we both believe this, that, that we have to be surrounded by like-minded people because Absolutely. that like-mindedness is love and the love of somebody that's going through something. We want to share that. I mean, it doesn't bring right. us down and we don't, you know, um, we don't, we don't want to push our successes or whatever we're doing off on people. We, we want to take pause and go back and say, listen, I'm not happy unless you're happy. If you're my friend right. and you're and you're going through a struggle, I'm struggling, you know? So yeah, uh, I, I just want to encourage guys that are out there or women, but you know, guys, because we are, um, we don't, we don't do this very well. Right. Uh, and, and you want to talk about starting up your. Yeah. And so that mm. was a, that was a thing in the past for me was, you know, when times got hard, you know, you kind of go back into your snail shell and just hide out until those times are over. And, you know, going through all the father wounds and the perfectly positioned <laughs> and just starting to get into community through our church and through our friends, uh, you know, I had an older guy. Um, it, I don't know if you remember Pastor Jack uh, drove the Harleys, William, Willis. I don't remember his last name. Anyways, he used to be the, attend the church, Pastor Jack. And he was a Harley rider, you know, Hell's Angel back in years in the 70s and just went through life, you know. And I'll never forget, you know, I was young. I was in my 20s probably. And, um, you know, he was he was probably in his 40s at that time, maybe even 50s. And he I, I'll never forget we were doing a men's conference and, you know, I wasn't real keen. I was kind of sat in the back and just took it all in and never used it. And so. I remember we were during a break and he came up to me and he, you know, we had seen each other in church a lot and we chatted here and there. And uh, he asked me how I was doing. And I said, I'm doing good. And he's looked at me and he says, no, how are you doing? And at that moment, when he asked me, you know, I, I feel the emotions coming now, but we were dealing with, you know, our son in school at the time who had ADHD and was just, it was insane. Uh, you know, the amount of pressure that we were under and just the weight on our shoulders and just by him stopping and asking, no, 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 no. Like, how are you doing? Everybody says, you know, good or fine. Like instant, like tears came down my face. And at that point, I just, you know, threw up all over him of what was going on in my life. And, you know, he took the time to sit there and listen. He didn't interject at any time. He just let me just go. And then at the end, you know, he just hugged me. He loved me. He didn't try and fix anything. He just let me get it out, gave me his phone number. He said, I want you to call me tomorrow. Let me think on it. You know what I mean? And so I called him that next day. We met up for coffee and he just spoke so much life into me 
about how important it is for me to have other guys in my life that I can call on. He says, who do you call when something happens in your life? And I was like, I go to my wife and he goes, we love our wives. She's our number two, walks our number three, God's number one, then yourself, then your wife. And, you know, he's like, but who do you go to to get your knowledge, your fed, your, you know, comfort from? And I said, well, I don't really go to anybody. And so that's when he challenged me. He said, I need you to get two to three guys in your life that you can call at any moment of your life who will contend for you, who will pray for you, who will fight for you, no matter what you're going through, whether it be for your marriage, your family, your kids, whatever, you need that in your life. He says, I'm going to check back with you in 30 days. And the guy sets a reminder in his phone to call me in 30 days. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what type of guy this was. He was, a, I'm going to follow up. I'm going to follow up. And, and he did. He called me in 30 days. I had two guys at that time that I started to build relationships. And, you know, I had taken this idea to them. And I was like, listen, guys, like, who do you go to for trouble? And they're like, oh, I go to my brother-in-law. And well, is he? No, he's an atheist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you're not always going to get the best. Uh, you know, I mean, you're able to offload. But what are you getting back to be fed by in that? You know, I mean, sometimes a lot not dissing on the atheist at all because there's been knowledge that i've gotten from atheists that was great you know but you need the download coming to you from god to you through people and so you know i brought this concept to a couple guys actually it was a few and one of them was like yeah i'm good you know and bailed out and so uh two guys got with me and they were like, yeah, let's do this weekly check in, started a chat thread, you know, uh, encouraging words throughout the week. And it went on for years of just us being able to just share whatever we're going through. And that's when uh, I started my group. So I felt at that point that, listen, I got to share what I'm getting. Like it's not it would not be right of me if I did not share what I'm receiving from all these guys in my life. And so, you know, because these guys, you know, here I am, I've got two guys that we can relate with. Now, these two guys each have two guys that they can relate with as well as me. And it just kind of butterflied out and just made this huge like tree. And so I just thought to myself, I need to share this. And so my thought on a men's group was anytime you ever joined like some type of men's group through church, it was always like a sermon based teaching base. Uh, group and I always felt like I was going to another church service, which nothing wrong with another sermon. Yeah, but it just wasn't what I was looking for. You know, I got my sermon on Sunday, and you know, God did the rest from there. And so I didn't want that to be off-putting as like, hey, you got to go to church twice now. And so I was trying to avoid that. And so I thought of the concept of, listen, I'm just gonna host a a meeting at a coffee shop invite whoever wants to come and no agenda let's just get together let's have coffee let's talk about sports let's talk about whatever comes up on the table so i launched it my first one i probably had 20 guys show up and i was like wow okay and we all sat around we talked about sports we talked about you know what we're doing this weekend boom it was over it was fabulous there was guys there that had never met other guys or seen other guys in the church that they've always thought they could connect with and that very first meeting guys started exchanging phone numbers with each other and i thought to myself this is what 
my ideal men's group would be is to bring guys like-minded guys together who never had the courage to go up and introduce themselves and for these guys to walk away creating new friendships relationships accountability partners so i did this for years where uh it was just a random saturday for well it was usually the first saturday of the month uh, we'd meet at a coffee shop no agenda and i'll tell you what bud I've heard more heart-wrenching stories from those Saturdays than I've ever heard in my life. You know, guys that never met each other would just share their most deep and darkest secrets in those meetings in in a you know, a crowded room crying, praying over them and it was like nobody was in that room to them. And so it just really put it on my heart to just continue that. And throughout the years, I've had this group. And, you know, sometimes it's 20 guys. Sometimes it's three guys. And even when it's those three guys, sometimes it's the most intimate moment of your life, yeah. you yeah. know. And so it, I, I could care less about the attendance, how many I have, as long as guys are coming, getting fed, getting to know other guys. And I've created so many relationships between other guys for them to have that person that they can go to in the middle of the night if something's going down. And that was the whole thing that sparked this because, you know, we took a summer break um, and, you know, the group was going in a different way. But I, I felt God telling me that I need to go back to the way that this was created. And so starting in September, first week of September, first Saturday in September, uh, I plan on going back to four score coffee and just. I put it out on Facebook, Instagram. I text, you know, every guy pretty much in my phone. It ends up usually being 50 to 75 text messages that go out. And, you know, whoever comes, comes. And, you know, I hope someday that I get to fill up that coffee shop and bless Luke, you know, at Fourscore for these guys just all ordering 75 coffees. You know, I mean, that's, that's huge, <clears throat> you know, and I just, I don't know. It's just been on my heart a lot lately. And I think it's because, you know, I've been going through some tough times and just really reaching out. And, you know, I had a friend just reach out to me who's going through a really, really pivotal point in their life where it could be life changing. And, you know, when I got the call, uh, they had been dealing with this for four weeks on their own. Nobody to talk to. They had one person that was an atheist that they were talking to him that was giving them terrible advice. You know, and I, I don't really want to disclose the situation that was going on, but it was it was not Christ like advice that was being given. It was, you know, bail and run, whatever. And, you know, I was just there. I listened. I loved. I cared. You know, I spoke life. And, you know, it really brought that person back in. And now, you know, when they start spiraling, I get that text message from them. And I love that that. You know, he feels confident enough to confide into me and trust me that I'm not going to share whatever he's going through, you know. And so that was important to me to it really has sparked getting back into doing the group and doing what I loved and cared for, you know. And, you know, I got so much you said. I, I know. Uh, sorry. I some, that's okay. <laughs> you rambled on and on. Uh, no, I did. No, no, I did. did not. Yeah, you had a lot in there and a lot of good stuff. And, you know. That everything you said is so, um, you know, uh, when I got out of Vietnam and, uh, you know, drinking and drugs and I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, we were partying and just, I mean, going crazy in Guam and 
after that for 18 months. And I mean, it was just a life of just, you know, whatever. And when I finally, and I had a great, uh, whole bunch of people, you know, just, I mean, a whole bunch of friends, we were all buddies. Right. I mean, we just, you know, thought like, God, this is great. But then when I thought about, you know, of course I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't, you know, I was drinking like a fifth of uh, <laughs> um, five-star Napoleon uh, Kovasi, I think. Well, yeah, we could get it for a dollar sixty. Oh, that just bottle. shows how old he is, people. Yeah. <laughs> Ten cent beer on the beach in uh, Guam at uh, Anderson Air Force Base. Uh, but, I mean, it was all set up for service guys. Whatever. So, I mean, it, you know, they just kind of encouraged it. Yeah. But, um, you know, when I decided I wasn't going to do it or I couldn't do it, I mean, but I just told him I wasn't going to do it. A lot of people said, well, man, you know, I mean, how are we going to be together and how are you going to have any fun? How are you going to party? You know, I mean, right. and drink and, you know, I mean, you've taken the you know, the common thread of why we get together, you know, uh, <laughs> out of it. So how are we going to, you know, like enjoy each other's company with it? So that uh, being surrounded by like-minded people, you know, I, I wrote that down about, you know, we have to be surrounded by like-minded people because if we're surrounded by the same people that just entitle us or encourage mm -hmm. us to just keep doing what we're doing because we're having fun and it's such a shallow, I mean, you mentioned about atheism, um, you know, the, uh, that's all about the world's wisdom, not right. God's wisdom. So I mean, right. there's nothing in there that would be a, a, of a godly nature. We're going to go over and we're going to have to stop and, and we'll keep going. He can splice it in. Okay. Um, so uh, being surrounded by like-minded people that you mentioned, that it's so important to have somebody that, uh, that you can call. And, um, and then when I um, stopped drinking and drugs and all that. Oh, that's stuff, right. In Guam. You know, uh, yeah, Guam and Vietnam. People would say, gosh, we can't have any fun anymore. You know, so, so you lose friends. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I lost, I mean, I, I couldn't hang out with them. I mean, I still liked them. I, I would have loved to have a lot of right. fun. But I realized that a lot of our fun and our, in our uh, frivolity and goofing around was revolving around uh, drinking and drugs. And right. it just made you kind of crazy. So um, that being surrounded by like-minded people is so important. And the men's thing, like you said, we are a proud breed. You know, we don't. Yeah like to talk about stuff it just makes us seem like we're weak yeah. uh we're vulnerable you know all those words don't fit into being a man you know um so when you have that um that uh place for them to come and talk you made another great uh point about um you know, you open the meeting up but it's not about you ministering or having another sermon right it's just having a group of guys and I've led groups for, you know, for years and I've been in groups for years prior to that. But what I didn't like about the groups that I was in was that one guy would do all the talking and right. it was like, like you say, like another sermon or whatever. So when I started leading groups, and I've done this for I don't know, 10, 12 years, whatever, I'll just get a topic off the internet, yeah. uh, put it out there ahead of the thing. You say, Hey, here's what we're going to talk about. Just, read it a couple of pages or whatever, and just come and uh, be prepared to talk. Or we'll do a book, you know, Francis Chan or Kai Eidelman or Crazy Love or all these different books where we'll, we'll just read a chapter and everybody just goes around and just talks about what they, and, and it's so much more, number one, I don't have to prepare stuff, you right, know, right. and number two, you're, you're going to hear for so many, from so many people that you wouldn't if you just talked all the time. Absolutely. So now that's how we're building relationships. I know about so-and-so and, -so and uh, gosh, I didn't know about this, about your family or your kid or your dad or your mom. Or, right. And we've had some really uh, stuff that we could never even talk about uh, outside of the group because they're, they're so personal that pops up in yeah. these yeah. free uh, free line or these freebie, uh, these freewheeling 
uh, conversations. So what he's doing is just such a great thing. And I encourage anybody that he reaches out to that uh, don't come thinking that you're going to get preached right. to. You're going to come and uh, feel that you're going to get supported. And uh, even if, you know, like I talked about earlier, that if you've got a problem, you've got a crazy kid, your wife, your, your job, your uh, self-esteem, I yeah. mean, all that kind of stuff. We've either all been there or, or we have a heart to talk about, you know, where you've been. Right. So, you know, right. we, we want people to come to us. I mean, I, I have people come to me all the time. We want these accountability partners. But if you just want to come and just vent one time, you know, you don't want to hear from us again or him or whatever. That's fine, too. You right. know I mean, right. God, God works in your heart. We're just there to plant the seed or just to listen and just uh, be available yeah. for people. So. Well, and nine times out of 10, when you share in a group of guys, there's going to be at least one guy that is either going through or just recently gone through what you're going through. Yeah. And that's something you think like, Oh yeah. my God, I'm the only guy I'm in here one. that you know, nobody will understand. And all of a sudden right. you'll start talking about somebody else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank God you opened yeah. up because, you know, absolutely. You know, we did a, we did a, a porn addiction one uh, group and, guys that I would never thought of. I mean, people just were vulnerable and just shared like, oh my gosh, like I've been trying to stop this for a long time. And, you know, next thing you know, you've got guys exchanging numbers to pray for each other and hold each other accountable. And that's, that's the whole goal of this is to just love on other people, give them life, give them direction, you know, and think about how important that is to God. Yeah. Uh, The great commission, love the Lord with all your heart. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Our fellow men are our neighbors, yeah, our, our people that we want to be involved with are our neighbors. And and again, the greatest thing in God's eyes is to become a servant. So we want to serve people. We don't want to uh, look down on them or be degrading or berating. A servant would never do that. Right. So a servant wants to be, I, I want to serve you in your, and it doesn't necessarily mean serving in, in um, you know, going out and outreach or the food pantry or the community store or whatever. Right. It's serving you by listening to you by you know serving your needs you know i i want i want to help you get through this so if it means i have to give up something uh you know that i want to do for the day or something and maybe even you know financial or whatever but at least the gift of time and that open ear and that act of kindness well and that's why i chose once a month first saturday i do it at 7 a.m so that way you know it's not a major commitment if your wife can't give you one saturday a month to go get (laughs) filled and prayed on and you know let you get filled then you know we got to talk about other things in that point but you know one saturday month it's early enough before sports start you know i have guys that show up for 20 minutes and then have to head off great i mean it doesn't matter you come for five minutes to say hi while you get your wife and yourself coffee you know like and another great point you made that is that it's not necessarily i mean it is once a month let's say but during that time that you met with them, you're going to hear something or whatever, and you're going to have an opportunity to exchange contact yep. information. Right. So even though you might not get back together as a group right. for a month, you know, uh, you're, you're going to have coffee together. Yeah. You're going to meet together. I mean, I got guys that I meet you know, um, all the time yeah. uh, outside the what people think we're in the group. Right. But I'll meet with them, uh, you know, once a week or I mean, and not even the same guys, but just. My point is that even though you have something set up for once a month, once you've got their contact information and you 
put yourself out there that I just want to love on you. I want to hear from you and I, and I want to be there to talk through you. And it's in confidence. If you don't say anything, we'll never bring this up again. It's easier than you thought. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you meet for coffee or you don't even for coffee. I mean, just meet at a park or something or, uh, you know, or, or, you know, um, gosh, somebody was saying that, um, they include the person, uh, it might've been Mark talks, uh, including the person in your, you know, Hey, listen, I got to go to the, do some stuff at home Depot. I got to pick yeah, up some stuff. Take like, them shopping. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can, you know, can I come by and pick you up? And you know, I, I I'm working on whatever, but I'm going to have an hour of just messing around. If so, if you want yeah. to come with me, I would love to come by and pick you up. I'll drop you back right. off. Yeah. Don't make the excuse that you're too busy. So yeah, it's always time. Yeah. Well, and again, I talked about this last time that, you know, if God is so perfect and he created the world and how many days are in a year and how many hours in a day and how many weeks or how many days in a week and on and on, if that's so perfect. And then you say, gosh, there's just not enough time. You're kind of questioning God's uh, creation that, you know, Hey, I gave you 24 hours, you know, I mean, uh, (laughs) sleep eight, work eight, you got eight uh, more to do, you know, whatever you want to do or do it or, you know, um, you know, while you're at work, you know, you can be, uh, uh, you know, witnessing or serving, but we, uh, we take that, uh, that, that third eight hours to mean that, gosh, I work so hard. I got to unwind. I got to relax. I got family. I got stuff to do that extra eight hours to me is, yeah, that's how you steward that time. You know, absolutely, man, you'll get filled. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Thank you, bud, again, for having me on, man. Love coming on here. You guys, if there's ever anything you want to talk about, God makes doing these podcasts or bud, excuse me, (laughs) makes makes these podcasts so easy. If you've never done one, Um, if you have something on your heart to share, contact bud, contemplated Christian, you know, he's got a website with emails and stuff. But I mean, it's it's easy. It's fun. It's no stress here. And, you know, and he feeds you. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and he's right. You know, that's a great point. I mean, I am here to, uh, I mean, just to encourage people to do stuff outside the wall. So if anybody wants to talk about that, I mean, you can call me, you know, my phone number is 916-899-0243. So there you got it. <laughs> there you go. Or you can go on the website. No excuses. Yeah. I mean, so just feel free just to come on and just to talk about it. Because what we do by doing this we encourage other people to, uh, to be yeah. doers of the faith rather than hearers only. So yeah. that's the whole idea. So I want to thank everybody, everybody for listening. God bless. Have a great day. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.